This regular meeting, April 12th, 2023 of the Kirkland Park Board is called to order. Record, recording secretary, please call roll. Please say here when I say your name. Board member Ambrosini. Here. Board member Cohen. Board member Kearney. Here. Board member Parikh. Here. Board member Timson. Here. Vice Chair Hansen. Here. Chair Holland. Here. Staff present this evening are Parks and Community Services Deputy Director John Lloyd, Park Planning and Development Manager Mary Gardaki, Parks Operations Manager Jason Filan, Recreation Manager Sarah Schellenbarger, Management Analyst Hilary De La Cruz, and Recording Secretary Heather Lance Brazil. Well, great. Uh, thank you, Heather. Uh, a quorum is present for this for this meeting. Uh, next on the agenda is the land acknowledgement and. Uh, um, uh, Kathy, you volunteered to read that for us uh, this week, please. We acknowledge that the Southern Salish Sea region lies on the unceded and ancestral land of the Coast Salish peoples, the Duwamish, Muckleshoot, Puyallup, Skykomish, Snoqualmie, Snohomish, Suquamish, and Tulalip tribes, and other tribes of the Puget Sound Salish people, and that present-day city of Kirkland, is in the traditional heartland of the lake people and the river people. We honor the we honor with gratitude the land itself, the first people who have reserved treaty rights and continue to live here since time immemorial and their ancestral heritage. Great, thank you, Kathy, appreciate that. Um, who, would, uh, who would like to read the land acknowledgement at our next meeting? I can, Mike. Thank you. That, that was Tessa? Yes. Thank you. I, again, I'm having a hard time seeing the... Uh, um, okay. Um, Heather, do we have any anybody from the, uh, the, uh, from the audience? In we Q do have one attendee at the moment. Um, if they'd like to participate during the items from the audience portion of the meeting. Um, we would just ask that they use the raise the hand feature okay, so that we can allow them to do so, but we just have one attendee. Okay. <clears throat> so if that's the case, I will now open up the items from the audience portion of the meeting. Attendees wishing to provide comment via the Zoom platform uh, should limit their remarks to three minutes. We, we could also um, allow audio to see if the participant um, wants to actually speak. Yes. Suggestion. So I'm going to allow them now to join if they choose to do so. Thank you. Dave, if you'd like to speak, let us know. Otherwise, you can remain silent or just move on. Dave, are you able to hear us? I think we can take that as. I guess a no then. Yeah. So, so I'm just gonna go ahead and um, close down the um, items from the audience for now. Um, let's move on then to the approval of the minutes. Um, the March 8th minutes um, have been included in the packet that we have on our um, park board packet. Are there any corrections or amendments to the, to the uh, minutes from last month? I don't hear anything. So I'm gonna say that uh, hearing none, the minutes are approved as presented. Um, Moving down now then to business items. The first item uh, of business is ballot measure update. Mary and Hillary are going to provide uh, an update on where we are and next steps. Thank you, Mike. 
Thank you. Great. Um, good to be here with you all, Park Board. I am just going to share my screen. Are you seeing a slide, hopefully? Yes, we are. Great. Um, so I am just going to, um, and Mary's here too, to ask any, answer any questions if we have them, um, but just wanted to provide a brief update that kind of goes along with the memo that we sent out for Park Board members covering what has happened since the last Park Board meeting um, related to ballot measure. And um, so tonight I'm going to be providing that update. Um, really, this is the work that has happened since March 8th. Um, and as you know, Park Board and Council also had a joint meeting on April 4th, during which you discussed the potential park ballot measure or measures, and Park Board members will be debriefing this after the presentation that Mary and I are giving. Um, and I, I know that some of this work has been interrelated, so a few things I'm sharing you've already read about or you've already seen, but I just wanted to make sure that in this body of the Park Board meeting, we are covering the updates. Um, so I shared a little bit about this. Um, this slide is mostly from a council meeting that we had, and I, but I wanted to kind of make sure to highlight some of the key messages that PFEC was sharing with all of you. And I think we've talked about these a little bit um, throughout our updates, but just wanted to kind of center on these key messages, um, which you can see on your screen. And I'll just read these out loud as they are, because I think they're important um, things from PFEC members. And so some of the key messages that PFAC members wanted to be sharing in the report were they were centering on trying to have something for everyone. Um, PFAC knows that Kirkland community members love their parks and community services and that they want to support additional services and amenities. PFAC listened to the pros plan community input along with existing parks programming services, Kirkland's geographic access to existing parks, amenities and income ranges to form our choices. PFEC brought together a diverse group of residents and community organizations that took our community's input and interests to heart in our work. PFEC received ample information about our, on how Kirkland Park operates and existing programs, and all of our questions and received responses that were shared with the entire PFEC group. And that finally, that the cost of a parks ballot measure was, or excuse me, the cost of a potential ballot measure was another key issue. And so those are some in um, the words of PFEC members. Those are just a few of the key messages that were shared in the report. So this um, here is a reminder of the base package recommendation that PFEC put forward. And PFEC was comprised of 45 members who each contributed over 50 hours and to 13 PFEC meetings and work in between. And so we went over the details of the PFEC results of the last park board meeting, so I'm not going to dive deeply into them, but I wanted to share that that was prior to the PFEC report itself being published. And um, the draft report was shared as part of the March 21st, 2023 council meeting and is linked in your park board materials. And if anyone is listening to this and wants to know where that link is, you can um, find it on the Parks and Community Services website under Park Board. You can also go directly to the ballot webpage, which is kirklandwa.gov slash parks 2023 ballot. And um, so this, again, is the base package that was recommended out of PFEC. Um, so 92% of members agreed on a base element package with at least one aquatics and recreation facility, plus the top five other elements that were consistently at the top of PFEC's rankings in their second, third, and fourth Balancing Act exercises. Um, and so those were having nine year-round restrooms, green loop trail segments, seven new sport courts, teen programs, um, and excuse me, and Kirkland Teen Union Building or KTUB operations, increased lifeguarding hours and water safety programs. And the kind of the next process for the PFEC report itself is that PFEC is reconvening on May 1st um, with some of the updated information that we're going to talk about in a moment. And then we'll have an addendum added to the PFEC report and then council will be asked to officially accept the PFEC report later in May once we have that addendum added. But the report as it stands currently, the draft report will mostly say the same. We'll just be adding on to that with updates from May 1st. Um, so a brief update on the facility feasibility study um, next steps, and Mary can answer questions about this if we have any, um, but we, at, at the direction of 
council from the March 21st council meeting. Um, council agreed with kind of a staff recommendation and a PFEC asked for some more look looking into a few additional scenarios for the feasibility study. So again, they're looking at um, specifically sites. The two sites are Houghton Park and Ride and North Kirkland Community Center. And so they're creating three additional options. So the first option um, is an option with two complementary facilities, with aquatic, one with an aquatics focus and one with recreation focus. And so the idea would be that they're complementary and there's a balance between the two facilities, um, with the aquatics focus being at Houghton Park and Ride and the recreation focus being at North Kirkland Community Center. The second option they're looking at is a replacement for um, NKCC, which would be about 18,000 square feet that could be combined with um, the existing Houghton Park and Ride options. And part of the reason for looking at this is the acknowledgement and um, from all, all groups involved that NKCC as a building is reaching the end of its useful life in about 2029. And so wanting to make sure that there are potential investments in that building and so exploring that. And then the third option that's being explored is an approximately 80,000 square foot facility at NKCC. And that would be a facility that has um, the, both a recreation and a lap pool and some gym space. And that was um, kind of a request out of PFEC, um, a few folks um, just saying, you know, is there a way that we can get a little bit bigger with a two pool option at NKCC, which wasn't previously presented. So. The consultants are working on those and we'll have updates um, by the end of the month that will then be shared with PFEC on May 1st and Council on May 16th. Um, and we'll be able to share that with Park Board once it's available as well. And then also at the April 4th meeting, um, we after your joint study session, you may have stayed on very late to listen, or you may have listened later, or you may have known it was a subject. Um, we talked with Council about the community survey that's happening. And um, I wanted to share just kind of the timeline of the statistically valid and the open link survey. So in the week of April 17th, um, EMC Research will be doing our statistically valid community survey out in the field. And that is going to have 400 participants is the goal of the reach. And then right after that survey is done, um, we are going to open an open link version of the survey and inviting groups such as Park Board and um, all, all people that are interested to both fill out the survey and then but especially share that survey out. The goal is to get lots of people in the city of Kirkland to share their thoughts through the survey. And that open link survey will be open until approximately um, May 14th. And we'll host it on the city's website and we'll make sure to um, send out links for that. And then on May 1st, PFEC will review the survey. So they'll review the statistically valid. We'll have the full results from that one. And we are doing a kind of mid pulse review of the open link survey. The hope is really that most people who are filling out the open link survey will fill it out in the first week and a half of it being live, um, which is what we tend to see in patterns of um, having something out there and it being a hot topic. And then it kind of dwindles out toward the end. But we really need PFEC to be meeting on May 1st to have time to provide the more recommendations to council. So that's why we're kind of doing it in the middle. And then council will have those survey results on May 16th. And again, we will um, share results with Park Board as well. And I wanted to share um, a couple changes to the survey that happened actually kind of as a result of your Park Board joint session with Council. Um, so we are really kind of the initial draft of the survey was really testing the base PFEC package and then also trying to get a bit of a sense of one facility versus two facilities and facility location. And within that survey, there's um, there is a two different series, which is now being combined into just one kind of a long list of there's these different elements and what how important is that to you? And um, there are three elements that um, were named as park board priorities in your conversation with council that we are adding into the survey that council requested us to add in to make sure that they are also surveyed. And those are synthetic turf multipurpose sports fields permanent off-leash dog parks, and park rangers to enforce safety and security in parks. Um, so other than that, there's not much changes from what I presented at the council meeting, and I wasn't planning on going into the details of all the questions um, here tonight. But if you have any questions about that in a minute, you can let me know. And then I just kind of want to cover the 
um, next steps of the ballot measure process. I know we've visited this table or something like it a number of times, but I think it's helpful to revisit. Um, this is the general timeline of the council process um, from March through August, and italics are work that happens outside of council and non-italics are work that's happening at council. And so um, we are here on um, this kind of April surveys happening. I talked about PFEC is reconvening to look at the survey results and further and potentially provide further recommendations. They'll also be having the feasibility study update at that meeting. Um, May 10th, there's a park board meeting, so we'll definitely have some information to share with you. And then May 16th is really um, a, a next big council date. So the council will have a study session with the community survey results, the updated PFEC report, and additional facility feasibility study options. Um, and then in June 6th, we'll be, I, we anticipate the first date that we're really bringing some draft um, ordinance language itself to council to start talking about what they um, would or would not like to include in a potential ballot measure or measures in August. Um, and council will also at that point um, be asked to authorize the recruitment for pro-con committees, which would kind of be um, contingent on them later saying they were gonna put something on the ballot, but we are hoping to have um, enough time for that pro-con committee recruitment so, so that it can be open for a little while for people to be able to um, say they would like to be on the committee and then get organized. The actual committee confirmations would be on July 5th. And um, as you probably know, pro-con committees are um, they in the ballot or in the voting pamphlet, there's always a statement pro and con for measures and the city helps to recruit and appoint people, but then the city doesn't really help with the writing process. It's all up to the people that are on either the pro or the con committee to do that um, writing on their own. But we as staff will just make sure that the um, benchmarks and the due dates are being met so that that information can get shared out with voters. Um, and then council, we anticipate we'll probably discuss the ballot measure at all of their remaining meetings um, in June and July. And then July 18th is the last council meeting for during which they can vote to put something on the ballot in August. And with that is the end of what I had prepared to share. Um, and if you have any questions about anything I just shared, um, I'd be happy to answer those. I just have a quick question on the pro-con committees, just I'm not super familiar, but how does council recruit? How does like the recruitment process work with council for those? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I can give you a pretty good answer and I can find out a little bit more. Um, so the city clerk's office is really the one that's in charge of kind of the recruitment. And I think they get posted on the city's various channels of um communication, so probably out in social media, as well as the weekly, um, this week in Kirkland, and um, letting people know, you know, here's the job description, or I guess a, a job description of a small thing, but here's the, what we are, you would be asked to do um, in recruiting people that way. I think that in some cases, it's depending on what the measure is, it is easier or harder to find people. Um, so I think there, there's also just a bit of like, knowing who who in the community may be wanting to write on one in one way or another and reaching out to see if they might be interested as well but it's definitely an open process how many people are like typically on one of them i'll need to get back for to triple check um I, our goal is definitely to have at least two hopefully on each and i'm not sure if there's a particular um cap of number on how many you can have but i'll check on that and get back no i was just curious thanks yeah i have, an, I have another question too if nobody else wants to go <laughs> mike sure go ahead uh, tessa um with the with the um the two new concept designs is the company like on track to have those ready by May? What was it first? It seems like really soon. Well, there's a little twist in there. Um, what they're providing is is costing. Uh, 
there okay. and some test fit diagrams you, we're not going to go down fancy, to no no okay. floor plans yeah. site plans none of that I it's, see. Okay. yeah we're just tweaking the square footage so that we can have a better idea if, if we can accommodate it um financially okay that makes more sense and it's still tight yeah. because we've, we're still asking for a lot from them so it just seems like a lot to get done. Like this deadline's it, really tight. And if there's I, anything that bumps back, it's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Rashawn, looks like you have your hand up. Thank you. I, I can't see that. So thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what is the chance that um, the project lineup, other than the main aquatics facility, uh, might change. Just want to make sure I heard your question right. Was it what was the chance that uh, things other than the main aquatics facility would change that might be included in the ballot measure? Yeah, we gave them feedback on that, the council feedback, and I know there's going to be a survey. And of course, I'm personally hoping that the lineup will be a little different than what it is today. But um, yeah, I but, I would say. Um, that is a great thing for you all to keep talking about during the debrief, especially. Um, it's really, it really will be up to council, so I can't yeah. necessarily speculate. Okay. Mike, no one else has their hand up, so if you want to go ahead and ask your questions. I really don't have any questions, to tell you the truth. Um, I know that's unusual. Um, <laughs> I, I guess it's just a comment. I, uh, um, you know, council has really got their hands full. You, look, you saw that agenda and uh, the council is going to have a very busy summer, un unfortunately, uh, dealing with all of these uh, ballot uh, uh, challenges. So I, I wish the, 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 the council well in their endeavors, I guess is my comment to, to the, to the council. Um, but I, uh, does anybody have any additional questions for for Heather or for for Mary? Okay, so um, hearing none, I'm going to go ahead and close down this topic unless anybody else has anything they want to add. Um, um, Hillary or Mary, any last comments from from you? No. Okay. All righty. I'm going to go ahead and close down this topic and we'll move down to the, to the next topic on the, on the, uh, on the, on the agenda. Uh, it, it is the uh, joint meeting debrief and John is going to lead us through that conversation. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So my hope tonight was just to touch base with everyone to get some feedback on uh, the, the joint meeting you all, we all had last month. I apologize, or I guess it was last week. Um, I apologize I wasn't able to make it. I went on vacation and came down with a case of COVID and uh, hadn't quite cleared all the protocols yet to get back. So uh, mm -hmm. it was quite interesting to, to sit and be essentially a fly on the wall, um, watching what was going on, but not really being able to, to say anything um, or not really wanting to say anything. So a um, couple of thoughts that I had that I think. Um, I think it went very well. I uh, appreciate all the feedback you guys provided to council. Um, I just want to reiterate that those joint meetings are your opportunity to provide council your opinion and your feedback. So really speaking up and saying what you want to what want them to focus on. So I know level of service was a big topic uh, or a big concern. I want to make sure that we understand that um, and make sure that council hears what you're saying. Um, one suggestion I'm going to make, I think, for, for future years is to, to try and provide a little bit more structure to that conversation is to, um, I try to keep it a little, like, less formal and more make it just conversational with council, but I don't, they're so used to presentations. I'm going to recommend that in the future we actually do create a presentation um, to provide a little bit more structure and help give a little bit more framework for here's what Park Board wants, council respond, versus a little bit less I felt it was a little less formal this this go around, um, and yeah. So I want to get thoughts on that to see if people felt like that would be a good way to go. I saw a couple head nods, but I want to pause just to. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that if we had something to go, you know, even just a bullet point or a small slideshow of what we want to talk about, I did feel like we were kind of bouncing around. And even last year we were on Zoom, it seemed a little bit more formal. Um, so yeah, I agree with I agree with that, John. Yeah, I'll also second that, that having some structure and kind of, you know, what the main points of thought and discussion are, and maybe a little more background about what the consensus of the park board is and how that could be conveyed in a more effective way. Um, Freewheeling discussions can be useful at some sorts of venues, but that one lends itself more to what you're talking about, John. So I would I would encourage you to, to take that on, definitely. And one thing I'll recognize is last year, we spent several meetings working up to that joint meeting. Um, we had talked about what you want to focus on, and it really built out of the Paris plan. And, and per your recommendation, we actually delayed that joint meeting to get a little bit further along in the Paris plan. And so it was a topic for six months, I feel like, before we got to the council meeting. Um, and kind of when we sat down and looked at the calendar and realized, Oh, we want to do this meeting. I was thinking, oh, we'll do it sometime in May, or like I think we did it some other time last year. Um, we realized we didn't quite have the, the luxury of having several meetings in advance. So I definitely want to make sure we get that on the agenda further in the future so that we do have time to lead those conversations and then have more discussion about who will be speaking about which topic, uh, perhaps, and who will be introduced, or maybe not speaking about, but interesting. You're all welcome to speak about any of the topics. But again, just to provide a little bit more structure and a little more framework. Um, and it was a little, again, it's, I'm still learning in river because we hadn't done a joint meeting in person in several years. Um, and even those previous ones had all been fairly conversational. Um, so it was kind of morphing to this, this different council and understanding how they want information to be presented. Um, so yeah, I'm just taking some notes too. So, um, do anyone have any thoughts or concerns with how that conversation went? Hi, sorry. Hi. I'm helping with bedtime too. Um, <laughs> a question I had is I know we, John sent out such a great memo beforehand. And then I felt like they asked for a reiteration of that. Um, and then, you know, so we spent some time with Mike giving kind of a summary of the summary. I was curious if in other joint meetings, like, would it be possible to next time to skip directly to like questions from the memo rather than Mike kind of summarizing? Because I think that's kind of where we bounced around is we had such a great summary already, which contained our key thoughts. I'm sorry. I don't know why it's blurry still. Um, and then I felt like we just sort of turned a little bit. Yeah, every council presentation I've done is a little bit differently. Sometimes they say don't repeat the memo, and then other times they want to repeat the memo. Uh, and so I felt like it was the same deal of like, well, we didn't repeat what was in the memo, and then they asked what was in the memo. And then they almost said, well, we read the memo, so we know what you have to think. But what do you think? Um, and I one thing I realized is the memo was written from staff, and I didn't either indicate that it was also reviewed and approved by you all um, or even CC you on the memo in that regard. So it's almost as if they didn't know that you had seen that memo in advance. Um, so I apologize about that. Um, so I'll write that. Um, but yes, I think I can get a little, and I will work to get a little bit more clarification prior to the next one of, does council want us to repeat what's in the memo or do they want us to just present what we want to do? Because Yeah, I think that would have helped, you know, Tessa mentioned we kind of bounced around mm -hmm. and that sort of lack of structure. I was wondering if that might help for a future meeting um with kind of keeping it a little more concise and directed yeah. okay any other comments that is the cutest baby amy <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry my my oh my god my toddler oh, is having a tough time right now so i got handed the baby and i was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so i have a sidekick i was, I was lucky enough to run into amy at the grocery store so I, I got to meet her her beautiful children yeah. and, 
and, hu- and her husband in person for just a moment. Nice. So Mary, even cuter in real life. Uh, Mike, did you have any thoughts or feedback that you wanted to oh, provide? I, w- I was just going to make a, a very short comment that I, uh, yeah, in, in hindsight, it would have been uh, better if we had more uh, more structure to our presentation. Um, and but I but I did want to make a couple comments. One is uh, thank you to all of the board members who engaged with council and provided some really good information to them. Um, they were looking for feedback from from everybody on the council and everybody stepped up and gave some really good thoughts, I thought. Um, um, and it was important to me that um, council here heard our words, the park board words, uh, as Hillary mentioned, that the survey that's gonna be going out later in, in April uh, includes three items that the park board felt were important enough to at least talk about at that uh, that meeting. Um, so I, that that's a good affirmation that the that council heard heard the park board's thoughts and uh, were were impressed with them enough to actually include them in the survey. So thank you. Yeah, to piggyback on that, which is more tying back to your previous question for Sean about the the lineup of elements um, that will be in the ballot measure, I do think they are going to rely on your feedback on the feedback from the survey. PFAC was just one small group of the community. Um, It was meant to kind of be that original test focus group. But if they get a ton of feedback that mirrors what you all said, that's going to help them make that decision to what what they're hearing. Or if they get completely different feedback, someone says you should do Project XYZ, I can't think of one of the other ones on the lower on the list. Um, they may take that into account and, and decide to include those things in, the, in the, the survey. So I would strongly, strongly, strongly encourage anyone that is included in the statistically valid survey to respond to that, because that's going to be very, very important because it's statistically valid, but also the OpenLink survey. We'll, we'll be sure to share that link out with you all, and you can then share that with, with your community, your neighbors, uh, any of the, your social groups. Um, to be sure to get that, to, we want that to get a very wide um, reach. Um, so, <clears throat> okay. Hands up. Yeah. Um, I just had a quick question for John and Hillary. If they had any feedback regarding why the um, capital improvements of the security measure were taken out from the park ranger recommendation for the new survey questions. I'll defer to Hillary on that because I didn't. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I think um, a little bit of it is in just how um, the limitations on how much you can really convey in a sentence about something in the survey. And I think part of it was also considering there may be other funds available um, for some of the capital improvements because the capital improvement aspect of that um, element wasn't the most expensive part. The most expensive mm-hmm. part really was the park ranger ongoing. Um, so I think it was a mixture of both of those, but that doesn't mean that any decision has been made. Um, that was kind of a staff decision of how to ask about it. Thanks for that yeah. explanation. Yeah. Well, I welcome any other feedback. If you didn't feel comfortable speaking your mind or you want you think of something later tonight or tomorrow or next week, you're always welcome. You can be like, hey, I think we could do this differently next time. Or I really wish council would have said X, Y, Z. You can always send that to me and we'll definitely take that into account for the future. So thank you all. Um, and congratulations on having the first in-person joint meeting. Um, as yeah, it's been the start of the, the presentation. So. But three years, we, we haven't yeah. had one. It took me three years to catch COVID, and I finally did. So. <laughs> yeah, mar- mark that off your list. Yeah, there's Done. very few folks Done. left Done. out there that haven't got it, but I know. So. All right. Are there any other any other comments or questions regard on this this last topic, the, the joint debrief? So hearing none or seeing none, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next item on the agenda. 
And that is um, Park Board Member Reports. Does anybody have anything they like to report? Um, activity, neighborhood association meetings, general comments. Um, Amy, Amy, I see I, your hand. I have a question actually. So I have just begun attending um, the neighborhood association meetings. And so far I have not formally presented. And I was curious how many of you are formally presenting um, like summaries of the monthly reports or, or how, if anyone has any best practices for engaging. Um, I know at the Everest meeting, somebody from PFAC presented a summary. Um, and so we, they already had some representation, um, but just asking the question um, if anyone has any like best ways that they like to engage with uh, their assigned associations. I was gonna ask, oh, sorry, Kathy, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that for the South Rose Hill, which is the association that I'm on of the two that has planned meetings, um, they emailed me and, um, you know, I said I was on the park board and they emailed me and um, asked, um, you know, would I like time to present? And so um, at that same meeting, there were other speakers. Um, Washdot was there talking specifically about the Hoden Park and Ride and changes to um, buses. And so, but besides that, I um, went off of the monthly report that um, Park staff provides us and highlighted items in that um, specifically. And there might have been a PFAC presentation too. Um, those, because I've heard them a few times now are starting to merge in my mind where I heard the information. But um, so that's how I engaged. It was with the um, president of the neighborhood association. Thank you. Tessa, did you have a comment? I was, I was just gonna ask like, Hillary's presentation tonight, is that something that we could potentially use to show up just to keep people up to date? Like I'm going to my meeting next week and that would be something just to keep people aware of the process or maybe that's not the detail we need to get into. I think something like using Hillary's presentation would be fine. A um, couple thoughts that I've got. And again, I'm, I haven't been a park board member reporting to a neighborhood meeting, so I can't speak exactly how they go. Um, but what I've heard in the past, some folks have just kind of raised their hand and introduced themselves and said, hey, I'm from the park board. If you have questions, I'm here. I'm going to try and come to these and like kind of just make that introduction. Other times, it's if there is something specific you want to present, like I know Rashawn has presented um, some of this, the pros plan stuff and a few other um, elements and this one really keeping people up to date. I think actually would be a good thing to present to and share with the neighborhood so that they know what's coming. They're like, I've heard all this talk about a ballot measure, but I haven't seen anything. Like this is when it's gonna start actually getting more public is in the next several months with the, right. the survey going out and with the, the yes, no committees. And then there will be a lot more. I mean, I think staff, I think I already have something on my calendar for some time in May to go to one neighborhood association and make a resolution. So we'll be right. out there providing some of that too. We're gonna to provide some support for those as well. Um, so if you want to get that presentation, maybe email it to me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Rashad, go ahead. Amy, usually um, the neighborhood chair is, you know, sent me an email or called me to put me on the agenda. And she tells me what things she thinks the community would like to hear and ask me if I have any. So it's all focused on, since my time on the park board, either pros plan or bond measuring, you know, the, the last, well, maybe not the last one, the meeting before. So I also have two um, of my neighbors um, who were on the PFAC. So uh, Ken also made a presentation after I did about the pros plan or whatever. But um, I would say generally it's, it's the high level stuff, you know, like what, you know, what's going on. And then also I'm there to hear any feedback of concerns that, that folks might have and 
see if I can't elevate it to, you know, park staff or other board members. I haven't had in, anything to, to report to them so far. And so it's kind of informal like that, um, except that there usually is one or two key points that they'll want you to speak to. And only once have I actually had to prepare, you know, some kind of extract of a study like the pros plan or something like that. I usually try and bring a couple of talking point notes just so I don't forget to mention something that I thought about. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hillary, did you? Yeah, I was gonna say Hillary's got one, then I've got one one final comment. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I wanted to um slightly amend what John said. Um okay. so the the slide I think um one of the tricky things right now is that with the statistically valid survey in the field, we're actually trying not to have too much publicity and talking about the ballot measure at the moment. Um, and that I realized, um, so I'm so glad that you asked Tessa about using the slideshow because I think what I would say for next week is like, let we can think on it and provide some more materials because we are actually working on some different flyers and a trifold that talks about things in the poster that I think um, that staff are scheduling to go to some of the neighborhood association meetings in May. So we can also make sure that we let you know which ones you're going to and maybe see, um, is there some way to coordinate between the presenting? But um, for for like the next two weeks, we're kind of trying to be a little bit quieter because the idea with the survey is really that if someone gets the random call and um, about it, we're hoping that we haven't um, talked to them too much about it recently so that we can really get someone's just kind of initial take of and that being said, many people are hearing about this out in the community as well. So there's a balance, like we're not trying to be super quiet about it, but um, I can I can look a little bit at the slides that we had and see what might make sense for the meetings that are gonna be overlapping with the statistically valid part of the survey. And then once we have that open link survey ready, like that is something that we do wanna be sharing out with people. Thank you for clarifying that. Sorry for so, you. So I had a just a, a quick comment on this whole topic about neighborhood associations and when, how do we talk to them? And so a couple things, one is um, I usually reach out to the neighborhood chair or vice chair and just have it, just reach out with them via email and um, see if there's anything burning from their perspective. They want to get more information about that re relates to parks uh, sometimes their agenda is already full, you know, two months, two months out, the ne their next meeting is already full. Um, so I just, I find that just reaching out to them uh, and seeing if they have availability and what they might want to talk about and hear about uh, is a good way of uh, engaging with them. And, and, and uh, if it's appropriate, get on, get on their, uh, their calendar, get on their agenda. Um, the other thing is, I think, as, as Hillary mentioned, um, all, I'd say two thirds of the neighborhood associations have a representative on the PFEC committee. Um, and that, that representative is uh, already talking to the, the neighborhood association on uh, what's happening with, with, the, uh, with the PFEC, what's happening with the with the proposed bond, uh, the ballot measure, what might be on it, and so forth. Um, and I talked to I talked to the representative, um, the PFEC representative, when I'm engaging with the neighborhood association, because jointly we work together and say, is it too early? I find that the neighborhood associations, uh, when we have something of substance, they want to hear it. If it's just if it's just a maybe this maybe that maybe this, they're not quite that excited about it. They'd much rather wait until we have a little bit more concrete information to share it, rather than give them a whole bunch of information that may not actually um, uh, come to pass. So it's kind of like an it's depend kind of it depends kind of a kind of a scenario. Um, so I find there are no hard and fast rules, but reaching out to the uh, to to the uh, chair and vice chair of the neighborhood associations is a good good place to start. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for adding that, Mike. That was the, I completely spaced it when I said, yeah, just introduce yourself, raise your hand, say you're there. The other one was reaching out in advance to make sure that they actually had time. So I think you reiterating that. 
Mike, can we find out who the, I mean, I guess we could find out by reaching out to the chair too, but is there a way through PFAC to find out who's assigned to which neighborhood associations so that we can partner with them ahead of it if we don't know who they are? Because I have the Everest one, but not for our Houghton. Yes, I'm seeing Hillary now so we can get that. And actually, I don't want to spoil anything, well, not spoil, but I had, with, for staff reports, I was going to mention that we have a new park board member that will be joining us next month. And typically when we have someone new, we look at the neighborhood association assignment. So I was going to hope that we could look at those again next month. Um, yeah. And so we may need to repeat some of these conversations to get, to get Tara up to speed. Um, so yeah, so we may have a similar conversation next month and looking at those neighborhood association assignments. But hearing what you're asking is which PPEC member, which person is on PPEC, I think we can get you there. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that there is a list, um, you know, of the 40, 45 members of the PFAC. We could certainly send that out to you. Um, I mean, I could do that or, or Hillary might be able to do that. Yeah, I can send it out. And it, it's also, um, it is linked in the PFAC report, but I can send it out directly as well. And um, like Mike said, I think it's probably about half to two thirds of neighborhood associations specifically had someone on the neighborhood association that was on PFEC. And then almost every other neighborhood association had somebody in that neighborhood serving on PFEC. So I, those are the ones where um, I need to look at our list and kind of see who said we could share that info or not, but we can definitely get that information out to you. Thanks for asking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, um, does anybody else have anything anything to report uh, the uh, park board member reports for this month? All right. Um, well, I have I have one item to report. Um, I think it was April 1st, um, Amy and uh, Tessa and I were at the um, uh, 132nd Square Park. Um, there was a tour conducted for the park board members and for council, which and a neat tour. I really, really enjoyed that. I hope I didn't miss and leave anybody out who uh, was at that at that. Um, at that event also, I remember certainly um, Amy and Tessa were there and myself. Um, it's a very impressive park. Um, we had the chance to walk out on the synthetic turf field for the first time. That was kind of neat. Um, and it's gonna just, I think it's gonna add so much to our park system. Uh, it's a very impressive um, um, field and it's it's as I think Mary mentioned at the March meeting um, all the different uh, colors paint colors on the field to, will support a plethora of, of uh, sporting of different sporting events fantastic what I liked an awful lot about 132nd square park was um, it goes quite a ways deep um, with different different areas one event that took place, uh, that I enjoyed taking part of was we had a, a Kirkland, a Kirkland family donated some, some funds so that the uh, park could actually implement and install a, a labyrinth um, feature. Um, and um, this, this was when we had a, we had a dedication uh, and an acknowledgement of the donation by this family the um, in in memory of Joan and Scott Reber, the the Loran family, um, their um, um, niece nieces and nephew were there to um, who they're the ones who made the made the donation. They were there to to accept the thanks and accept the city's uh, appreciation for their donation. Uh, a couple of them came up from San Diego and a couple others came up from uh, Vancouver, Washington to take part in this. So it was really a quite 
quite a moving event. And um, it's a nice feature that really adds a little bit of character to the uh, 132nd Square Park. So that was that was fun to take part of. That's all I had to say from heart from uh, uh, Park Board reports. Anything else from anybody? I guess we'll we'll close out that section. We'll close out the business items, and now we'll move down to communication. Um, one moment, let me get back to my agenda. Uh, let's see, I did not see any correspondence, uh, John, in the uh, in the packet this time. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. No, no the, um, the department monthly reports have just recently been posted. And they, they're, John tells me they're 99% complete. There might be a minor tweak here and there, but they're they're uh, they're out there and they're available for uh, for review. Yeah, I just emailed Jeffrey right before the start of the meeting, so it hasn't been posted online yet. Uh, but you did receive a copy in your inbox. Um, ah. like, like, like Mike said, it, it might be a word change here or there, but the overall content is is there. So um, once we get it posted online, we'll make sure. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, thank you, John. I always like to look at those reports. There's uh, always some good information in those reports. Um, there's you know, there's two sections to the reports. One is just metrics: how many hours we spent doing different different types of work for the month. But the other part that I really enjoy reading is the uh, a summary of of um, activities, events that uh, took place in the last month. Um, yeah, this month we did a, a real nice, Jason's uh, team did a nice feature on some of the sustainability practices that they put um, into oh, parks. Um, good. So it really kind of highlights how we take care of the parks as um, efficiently as we can. So look forward to hearing yeah. feedback on that. If, if anyone has questions, please let us know. Well, great. I look forward to taking a look at that, John. Thank you. Um, the next section on the communications area is staff updates and information. The only staff update I have is I already kind of gave it is our new youth member has been appointed, but she's on spring break this week. So she's on vacation with her family um, and let us know as soon as she got appointed and she couldn't attend tonight. Um, so we'll do introductions next month, as well as um, reviewing the neighborhood assignments. Um, if anyone's having trouble or just, oh no, I can't make this one because it's on every Tuesday and I can't do something Tuesday. Um, we're always up to trade. I know we just did that a few months ago when Kathy joined us, but um, want to make sure we at least get get Tara, who is her name, um, get her at least one assignment. So um, those of you that have multiple, if, you, if there's one you want to give up, maybe think about it. And I'll let turn it over to Sarah, Hillary, Jason, Mary, or Heather, or Aaron for any other updates. I don't have anything. All of our updates are related to the ballot measure, which we've been talking about so much. <laughs> we do have summer jobs if anyone's looking for those. So seasonals, out in parks, recreation folks, lifeguards. So always want to put that plug out there. Yeah. Well, I think we're all looking forward to having our um, having Tara join us next month as a youth rep. Then our our park board will be at um, at full capacity. Which is uh, um, which is great news. So, um, Jason, do you have something to say? Uh oh, Jason. Yeah, you're not muted, but we can't hear you. Will you check your microphone, like in Zoom? If you click the little up arrow, if you click the up arrow next to your microphone, it should say select a microphone and you should be able to see which microphone it's looking at. Or it's just broken. <laughs> Still can't hear you, so. 
We'll just have to wait till next time. We'll have to wait till next time. Okay. Well, sorry, sorry, Jason. If it if Can it you uh, put it in the uh, chat if he wants. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I guess I'm going to move on. If if Jason is able to join us, that's fantastic. I always always enjoy uh, listening to uh, what Jason has to say. So, um, moving down to the to the um, last item is comments from the chair. Me, <laughs> uh, I do have one comment, and then I'll then we'll kind of wrap it up. Um, back in February, and this is old news. Um, I attended, I went to the Snyder Corner uh, dog pop-up event. Um, I, and I, I talk about this event uh, because it's, it was kind of interesting to me. This was, um, this, this uh, dog pop-up park was driven by the community, not by the city. And the, the, the community, uh, i.e. The, their neighborhood association, was the ones that actually came to the city and said, hey, we want a dog pop-up park at this location. They had already put up tents. They had already brought over uh, picnic tables. They had already had chairs, people to sit on. To uh, They were being very, pro my point is, this group of neighbors were very proactive in wanting a pop-up dog dog park. And they they were the ones that sold it. They did the work and then they went to the city and sold it and said, hey, we want you guys to support us. And we're willing to do whatever we need to to make it make it work. I thought that was a really inspiring story from the city being activists and going to this going to the going to the city and uh, and getting it done uh, we now have this great pop-up park at Snyder corner it's a good size good size pop-up and it was uh, there were dogs all over the place and all kind of people and um, um, but again it's an example of what a neighborhood association association can do if they want to to if have it they have an idea they began the process of doing it, and then they went to the city to um, ask for support and um, structure to, to maintain it. So that's an example of, um, of, a, of a neighborhood association that really um, had something to deliver. So uh, I thought I'd just share that, that piece of news. Um, are there any other, any other comments or questions or items that anybody else would like to like to share. I see Kathy's uh, hand is up. I was just gonna um, thank John. I'm um, the the rep, park board rep for the South Rose Hill Neighborhood Association, who is the association um, that um, advocated for the pop-up dog park. And so when I did my presentation, they were very interested in the dog park. And so um, afterwards I was able to forward um, an email they sent me to John and John answered a lot of their questions. Um, and I thought that was a great example of, you know, how the park board could be a conduit um, to the um, park staff about neighborhood association concerns and um, information. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened with that one is that we'd opened that pop-up park last summer and then we closed it at the end of the year because it was the wintertime and it's a pop-up. Um, the neighbors came out in force and told council they wanted it back. Um, and council heard them loud and clear. And so that's why it got reopened. So um, so it really does matter what the community says. So going back to the what's going to be included in the ballot is council wants to know what the community wants um, and then they will respond to that. So um, sometimes I say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> yeah, another example I, I can share with you about neighborhood association activism was uh, one of the neighborhood associations contacted me and says, we want to install a, um, a dog waste bag disposal 
at one of our neighborhood parks. How do we do that? So then I put that neighborhood association together with uh, Jason and, uh, and they worked at, they worked it out. I'm not, I'm not going to say exactly uh, if they've actually installed or not, but they, but they, they engaged, they engaged in the conversation. So again, uh, that's kind of our job is kind of be a conduit, put the, put the, the public together with the right person from the city that might be able to help them. So anyway, those are my two cents worth on um, how we how we might be um, helpful to our neighborhood associations. Any other questions or comments? We're about ready to wrap this, this meeting up, it looks like. So I don't see any hands. I don't see anybody speaking. So hearing that there's no further business, um, this meeting is adjourned.